from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 165, Save G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, this is a, this is a special episode uh, for a number of, of reasons. Uh, number one, it's a good cause. And number two, we have returning guests, fellow Joe fans, fellow Joe podcasting friends of ours, uh, we got Gary and Mike from What's on Joe Mind. I know you haven't heard from them in a while, but... Hey, <laughs> hey. starting right off the bat. Come on now. No, welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you on again. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, thanks for going for the low-hanging fruit first. <laughs> and Where the hell is Mark Wade? <laughs> I only agreed to this show to talk to Mark Wade. <laughs> Get my agent on the phone, Gato. He's uh, he's drinking some uh, scotch he's right now. He's enjoying some scotch. Yes, yes. yes. Well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> so, guys, why don't you why don't you enlighten us as to uh, to what's going on right now in in, in the GI Joe world and why people should be I, I for lack of a better word they should be concerned right now. Light them up, Gary, Mike. Gary, you've you've thrown this in my lap every other show we've done. I'm going to do the same <laughs> to you this time. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, basically, the the long and, and short of it here is, uh, if you've been paying attention to the Joe fandom, or even the Transformer fandom for that matter, you've seen that there's been some hints and some uh, innuendo and some change mentioned, but uh, only kept in whispers and, and very vague posts by fun publications that the the licenses for Transformers and the uh, GI Joe uh, convention have been uh, been moved away from Fun Publications to um, another entity. Um, now we we're still not really clear on what the story is on the front end of this. Who did somebody does somebody have the GI Joe license now and it's just not going to do anything with it, or nobody has a license and it's just sitting there 
open and available, and no one's choosing to run or do anything with it. We don't know that. But what we're kind of sure of, with without too much shadow of a doubt, that if there's no one that's going to be running the G.I. Joe convention uh, at the end of 2016 when the year expires, it's probably looking not very well to having a Joe Con in 2017. And that is our primary concern, is making sure that, that Hasbro and the fandom is aware that uh, a convention in 2017 and beyond is is very crucial and important to the fans and to the livelihood of the brand, which we, we let's all admit it's not the biggest brand in the world, but it's still alive and kicking. And it's important to keep that momentum going. And so that's basically what we've uh, we've gotten together with uh, our co-hosts and uh, Joe Colton. Uh, you might uh, remember her as part of the the cosplay community in GI Joe, and, uh, and other other ventures that she's into as well, Star Trek, and and you typically see her at a lot of the uh, the, the you know, East Coast conventions. She doesn't travel any any farther west because uh, we know she doesn't show up to CoilCon. Um, the second most prominent GI Joe cosplayer after James Cavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> And Gary, I'm sorry, but how dare you bring up Star Trek on this show? <laughs> just saying, just saying, she's just the facts, in. man. Just the facts. Okay, just the facts, yeah. So we're missing Dragnet as well. Um, but uh, she came to us and said, "Hey, I would very much like to do a petition." I'm like, "Hey, that's a good idea." And we figured that if the right words were put in place and the right campaign could be crafted around it, that it could be picked up it could be noticed so we started the save gi joe campaign uh with a petition on change.org uh which basically recognizes the fact that uh, you know we're, we're not going to tell hasbro how to do its business we just we just want to let hasbro know please please pay a little attention to this and so w- we recognize the fact that fun publications is no longer part of the picture but we're encouraging hasbro to let's continue to do something with the hobby and continue to keep the convention tradition together. And we go through in, in the whole petition as and laying out a case of how important it is to the hobby, how important it is to the fans. That is, you know, you know a yearly family gathering. You you've been there, Ryan. You know oh, what yeah. we're talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, that uh, it's important to keep that going. And we launched that uh, a little over a week ago. Uh, that today is the uh, what are we looking at the twenty twenty third. So we've launched that a little over a week ago, and currently right now, um, refreshing my page on change.org, we are at 1,928 supporters. So we're, we're coming up on the 2,000 mark. But we realize that numbers matter in this. And so we've, we've gone around and asked our friends that uh, do podcasts, and you guys have been extremely important to the history of what's on Joe Mine. I remember when we were planning our first episodes, I remember listening to you guys, just trying right. to figure out that's that's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, you guys have been a big supporters. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you allowed us to come on and talk about this so we can get yeah. some more supporters on that uh, that want to support this cause. And you don't have to be a G.I. Joe fan. You just might want to be a, a pop culture fan or you might be a collector of another line. You maybe don't want this to happen to that line. Yep. Get on board. Let's find a starting place. And let's try. Let's give this thing a shot. Yeah. Well, and and I do want to talk to the the fact of of Joe Con as well. Like you said, it is a family. It is a community. Um, when 
uh, the first year I went, I headed out there with with Chuck and hung out with uh, Chuck and Robert and got to meet you guys face to face for I think I, yeah that was the first time we ever met um, uh, in person and it was just an absolute blast had a great time um, I don't get to go out to JoeCon every single time but then because I had such a positive experience and had such a good time with JoeCon um, when it was close enough for me to, to drive again to it. Uh, I was like, and it was in Robert's hometown. It was like, oh great, I get to hang out with Robert again. That would be awesome. And then I knew I'd be able to see you guys again. Um, I was like, I need to get out there. And uh, Chuck, unfortunately, was he was originally going to come, and then he he just he couldn't last minute. And I knew I was still gonna. It, it would have been an opportunity for me to say, you know what, or an excuse for me to say, you know what, I'm I can't. I don't want to do that drive by myself. Because uh, it was an eight-hour drive for me, um, and that's that's long if anyone's done road trips before. Um, and I wasn't so much worried about the road trip out there. I was worried more about the road trip back because eight hours after the adrenaline wears off <laughs> of a convention weekend, uh, that's a long drive. But I was like, no, I, I need to go out there. I had a good time last time, and I will tell you I had an even better time the second time when I was out there. Um, not because Chuck wasn't there, I'm sure – that's where Mike was about to go. Um, <laughs> how, how do we know Chuck didn't have a better time without you at home? Very true. Very, he probably did. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but I had an absolute blast. Obviously it was great seeing you guys again. Um, and uh, it, it's just such a fun experience. And, was able and was able to talk to so many Joe fans. I ended up working Robert's table for most of the weekend, um, out of ah, out of part sorry. out of part necessity and because he needed the help because everyone was there swamping his table and partly because it was just fun to talk to Joe fans from that perspective and everything else. So um, everyone and I will tell you just again, Joe fans, how awesome they are. One of the things that I wasn't able to get because they, they sold out at the time uh, was uh, one of the Creo sets that they had that year. And I was talking, you know, I was talking with a Joe fan that was standing there looking at Robert's art and everything else. And I was talking to Rob and Robert's like, oh, were you able to go get that Creo set? And I was like, no, unfortunately, they sold out by the time I got over there. And the Joe fan that was there, he's like, I have a, a, a extra set. Do you want to just buy it off of me? I'll just sell it to you for the price that it was that they were selling it for. He's I'm not going to, not even going to mark it up or anything. Just, he sold it to me flat out at the same price. And that was really cool because he could have made money off of that. Um, but he didn't just because he knew I was a fan and he was selling it to a fellow fan. So it was a really, well, if he wasn't looking to profit, he's not a real joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that was cool. It was just, it was a really, really cool experience. And, uh, and yeah, to your point though, too, Gary, this even if you're not a Joe fan, you know anyone that grew up with the stuff that we cover on this show, '80s properties. You know, outside of probably Transformers and Star Wars, a lot of our other properties are kind of dying out in a lot of respects. You know, He-Man. You know, I don't see that being at Mattel much longer. Uh, as far as a toy line and stuff like that, the comic has recently ended with DC. I'm hoping it comes back. Um, Thundercats is non-existent after the recent Cartoon Network 
cartoon of it. I thought it was awesome, but it didn't last. And the, the toys, unfortunately, were horrible. So that didn't support it either. Um, you know, Mask, hopefully, maybe, you know, I heard that IDW is going to do a comic series. So that's good. But, you know, there's not a whole lot there. Maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the only other one that's really being successful right now. See, so yeah, oh, that's my issue is that why should we get excited about Mask when they can't get Joe right? Yeah. What, what's going to be any different? And I'm going to probably rant about this later, but you know, come on. Yeah, it's it's great they got the license, and yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, it, even if you're if even if you're not a fan of GI Joe, it's going back to Gary's point. Even if you're not a fan of GI Joe, you've seen a lot of these '80s properties that we all love passionately, and we know if you're listening to the show, you love them passionately. That you've seen a lot of them kind of die off. They come back and then they die off, and then they come back and they die off. Um, Let's not let this one die off, or at least not go quietly into the good night. As I think, I think that's which right, was, Mr. President. Which I think that phrase was used last time that uh, we had you guys on. Actually, <laughs> I mean, it, it speaks to something bigger than that. The, there, there are no action figures without GI Joe. Um, GI Joe is is one of those properties, one of those uh, characters, if you will. It's just ingrained in our our social consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, even more so than 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 Ninja Turtles and Transformers and what have you. Yeah. You know, I, I I when I was a kid growing up, I never had a dream of being a Ninja Turtle. I never had a dream of being Optimus Prime. But I knew if I if I worked hard at it, I could be a GI Joe. Maybe not a real GI Joe, but if right. that's what I wanted to do with my life, yeah. uh, that's what I could have done. Um, and I know there's a lot of folks out there who put that into practice. Yeah. Um. Uh, Military, uh, first responders, police, firefighters, yeah. people who, who, who took this this duty, honor, courage line that, that G.I. Joe gave to us and, and took it to heart and, yeah. and, and really understood what that was about. And, and it's a big part of uh, – we feel it's a big part of what, what shapes our society. It, 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 it's, it's a big part of, of, of just the, the pride that we feel as, as Americans and yeah. – and, and, our, our debt to one another as as members of the same nation, yeah. um, and and that's why we're we're wanting just any folks with any kind of connection, even if you're not into it now, even if you don't read the comics, even if you're just you know you just went home and watched the cartoon and enjoyed it for the three years it was on in syndication or whatever, uh, and you just had a great time with it there. Um, you, you don't have to be a big fan, you don't have to be a big collector, but. If there's just any kind of connection for GI Joe in your life, um, you know you should you should stop over and sign the petition and make it known and, and share your story with us. No matter where you are within the hobby, uh, take a few minutes and just give us put two sentences down as to what GI Joe means to you. And and I'll even go a step further, Mike. Is that if you've ever heard someone say out in the world, "Well, now I know." And you have not, and you had in the back of your head the thought, and knowing is half the battle, then you should be signing the petition. And I know people I work with who think that way, and I can't say that they're currently G.I. Joe fans, but that is ingrained into their psyche of who they are because they grew up with that cartoon and they grew up with those PSAs and everything else. It's a part of the, the culture, it's a part of people's lives that they they think that when they hear that i have a cousin who is in the same age as i am he was in the military and everything else and he he said uh i think one time he said like 
yeah, I feel like I'm uh, a real life GI Joe. So like, obviously it had an impact on him, uh, to your point about some people taking what they loved as a kid and making it a part of their life by going out there and doing good in the world because of it. Um, we have a lot of our listeners and I know you guys have the same, uh, a lot of our listeners are military people and a lot of them listen to us because part of what made them even look at the military was probably growing up with GI Joe. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it, it, it doesn't, the petition asks nothing of you other than support, support to support the brand. Yeah. Just, Absolutely. just hang in there, stand with us and be counted. Exactly. Um, and because, you know, unfortunately we're seeing a lot of it go away and like just from a personal side of it, when it comes to the, the fun pub, uh, you know, going away from fun, fun pub and everything else, uh, you know, we cover a lot of comics on the show and I will say some of my favorite comics of GI Joe in recent years have been the fun pub ones. Uh, they were always, I, I can't think of a time that I didn't at least give it a, uh, a borrow or a buy rating because I said, you know, it was a fun read. It was a nice, cool story. So outside of even just the whole Joe con side of it, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss those comics not coming out <laughs> each yeah, year. Fun pub for, for everybody's got an opinion on how fun pub runs its business and, and you know what opinions are like. Sure. But, um, we're not here to talk about that. That's that's not what we're about. We we don't it, it, the terms of petition, like Gary said, we we don't really care. Uh, you can think what you want about it, but there is no denying that Fun Publications is responsible for for getting a lot of quality GI Joe product out over the years. Yeah, um, and that's that's a big part of of their involvement, and, and that's part of what's going away as well. Yeah. So um, the convention is kind of the rallying point for everything in the petition. Yeah. The the convention is is a once a year event that everybody who who holds GI Joe near and dear uh, can rally around, can can visit, uh, can can share stories, can can uh, you know gather up, can can indulge their hobby, uh, can meet the folks who were responsible for bringing it to them all these years, um, and that's why we've we've chosen to focus on it. You know, we yeah. feel that it so long as there is a, a yearly Joe convention, so long as we're keeping. Uh, that idea and, and, and that property in all its forms. We don't, again, the, the, if you look at the petition, there's nothing about uh, Adventure Team. There's nothing about Real American Hero. There's nothing about Sigma Six. And why would there be? And, and there's nothing, <laughs> you know, there's nothing about 60s Joe. There's, there's, it's everybody who carries the banner. Yeah. It's you know, just if you're G. a fan of any of it, it's yeah. G.I. Joe. And, and, and if you, there's a place for you, um, at 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 the GI Joe Con, provided you just carry that banner. Yeah, and, and so we feel it's important to continue that tradition. You know, every year having a convention to keep keep the property in the limelight, and uh, and just to keep it going, so so that we can continue on. Our, I mean, we're working on what four or five generations of toy buying kids at this point. Yeah, and, and we're kind of hitting a lull in that as it is, but. Just going forward, you know, I always I, I've said in the past to guests on our show that uh, the the thing I like the least about the convention is um, are the years where it seems like I'm the youngest guy there. Yeah, um, because it means that something's not being done right to to give this to kids, to pass this on to yeah. to the next generation, to so that they can just flat out have the fun that we had. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and we're talking about we're we're all around forty. Um, you know, there's there's guys who are seventy years old who who collect these things. Yeah, uh, and 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 just they're giddy about them as little children would be to this day, and, and that's something special. And it, it'd be a shame to waste that. And I will say also to speak very highly of, of the Joe Con, um, uh, I've always felt welcome there. Um, and, you know, and, I, and I've always told people uh, that they should go. If you have the opportunity to go, you should, you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a, it, you really do feel like there's a community there. Even if you're going by yourself, you can uh, – there's people there to talk to that will talk about GI Joe because you're there for a common reason. Um, and it might be, there might be some people out there that say, well, that's easy for you to say, Ryan, because you do a GI Joe, uh, a podcast related to GI Joe. When you go there, people know probably who you are and stuff like that. No, no. not, not as much as you might think. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Gary. I, knows- remember, I remember when we first met you, uh, uh, you know, Gary came up and said, this is Ryan and Chuck. And I said, who? Right, exactly. That bad. You son of a bitch. Um, so, <laughs> you leave mom out of this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I talked to people there that you know I of course I had the show T-shirt on, but I talked to people there that were like, oh, that's a cool shirt. What is you know what is that? Had no idea about the podcast, but. They, I had fun talking to them about GI Joe, and usually I was carrying on a conversation with them about GI Joe long before they even mentioned anything about the T-shirt or what is it and stuff like that. It's it's just because people are there; they want to talk about GI Joe. They want to talk about the thing that they enjoy. Um, it's like for me, part of it was just cool seeing what people did, like looking at the you know all the toys and bringing back that nostalgia. You know, see all the toy boxes. And everything else are people making their dioramas and, and the inventiveness of that. Uh, the voice actors that came. Oh, my God, the voice actors panels are fun. And anyone that listens to the show knows those voice actor panels are fun because you've heard them on this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the idea behind me going and recording some of those things. When we went to the first Joe Con, I recorded uh, the, the voice actor panel. And I think that may have been it. And I put it out there and people loved it. And we use that as a springboard to say you should go to JoeCon then and, and check it out. When I went to the the next time I went to the one in Springfield, I recorded more of the panels because I wanted people that weren't able to tend to hear kind of what they were missing. It wasn't just to get them the information, but to hear what they're missing because it's a reason. It's a reason to go. Uh, it's a, you know you don't have to go and just go oh they're just looking to make me buy a bunch of toys and stuff like that that's a fun side of it don't get me wrong that's an yeah, awesome that's not a bad thing yeah it's not a bad thing but you also get so much information and so many different perspectives at some of these panels just like any other convention would have they have some awesome panels for you to attend um, and I went to a lot of them a second time because I had so much fun the first time going to some of those panels so. Well, I mean, Joe Con had got so many, so many memories, James Cavanaugh and spandex aside. <laughs> uh, that I mean, where else can you go? That you know, I can sit next to Larry Hama and have lunch yes. and have a one-on-one conversation. Where else can I go and see Michael Bell and remind him that was he was on the show and he immediately goes blue on us? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> where else? Where else can I go? That you know, we're we're doing our panel and the voice of Dr. Mindbender walks in, crashes our panel, 
comes up on stage and, and tells us how important we were. Yeah. We were to him showing up at that show. Yeah. Uh, th- those are just memories that I can't let go, and I he, don't want to let go, and I want to continue building on those memories. He came over to Robert's table the one morning, and we, we were talking about radio programs and stuff like that, uh, and it had nothing to do with G.I. Joe. It just was fun to hear a voice actor talking about his life experience and stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think of all the different experiences that, that were there. Um, and you get to get up close and personal with all these people. I went up to Kirk Bozigian and had him sign a book that was all about 80s toys because I thought he would get a kick out of the fact that they, in the book, they referred to him by name and referred to him as this, uh, oh, what was it? It was something like a... a a young rogue uh, something or other. And he read that page and he just bursted out laughing. And he's like, what's the <laughs> name of this book? I need to get a copy of this and stuff like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun. At, at Kirk with his dashing 80s hair. Yes. <laughs> he's dressing like face from the 18. <laughs> <laughs> But it, uh, it, it, times. it is a lot of fun. Um, and, and it's one of those things that, uh, you know, Robert and I have said many times on this show when we talk about Joe Con, like it was one of those shows where we felt like it could only get better. And if it doesn't go away, it can get better. Um, and, uh, and that's not to say it's not super enjoyable. Like I said, we've been gushing over it already, but anyone knows any con that's out there, the longer it runs, the better it usually gets because there's more things they can do. It gives more exposure and everything else. And and to Mike's point, you know, the more exposure you give to GI Joe, the more younger generations will start noticing it as well. Um, and that's that's probably the most fun out of anything is when you see a kid getting excited about GI Joe. And that's one of the things that we're we're remaining on this entire campaign is we want to stress that our, our overall message is. It's not doomsday, okay? It's we, we realize there might not be something in 2017, and we're we're doing our darndest to to try to prevent that from happening. We're putting together an effort because if we don't do anything at all, that's a self fulfilling prophecy, as as our buddy Sam Sears said that it 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 will just fulfill itself that nothing will happen if you do nothing. Yeah, uh, we'd rather fail, uh, but try failing than do nothing at all. Uh, so that's part of it. But the, the whole message that we're trying to send is it's being positive and sharing those memories. And what, what we want people to do is uh, come to uh, – we're working on a web page here that will soon be launching. But come to Facebook.com slash Save G.I. Joe. You have old G.I. Joe memories that you would like to post there, pictures of you know old Polaroid scans you have of you opening – gifts on Christmas morning or one of your birthdays or an Easter morning, anything that you, you could share how, how important those memories are or, or pictures of Jokon, Jokon memories, anything, anything that's positive to show that it's, it's to convey the positive message of, of what we're trying to do here. Cause if you go and look at the petition itself, there, there is no fanboyisms. There's no fanboy rants in the whole thing. It's, it's, it's very fanboy free, and we did it on purpose. We, we're not going to sit there and call them Hasbro, and we're not going to feel that we're entitled to anything, and you owe us or anything like that. It just very simply put out respectfully. This is what we would like, and if you could, you know, do something, that would be great. And I think the more people to sign, of course, and the more people to share their memories, and, and, and even if, if you aren't a GI Joe fan, like Mike said. Get get your your wife or your husband to sign because they like what they're they're going to support you. 
You know, if you had a call to serve, like we said, and G.I. Joe was responsible for that, sign the petition, share those memories. The more we can add to the list, only better helps the cause. No guarantees. We're not giving, but, you know, we're not offering any false hopes here, but we're, we're trying our best because we'd rather do something than nothing at all. Yeah. We, we spent so much time obsessing over this stuff that it would, it would, it would be wrong to just let it all go without putting up something of a fight. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, let's face it. I mean, I know your guys podcast is, is all about GI Joe, but, um, well, oh, football. Well, yeah, that and football. <laughs> Don't forget football. Um, but <laughs> half of our show's name is is Joe's, and it's no mistake when you look at the font and everything else where that comes from. I would hate to see um, that. Because only only twenty five percent of our title is Joe. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Star Podcast. Which which is which is why which is why you guys talk about football so much. Um, <laughs> But we, we we know you're not used to that being in Cleveland and all. <laughs> oh, 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 no, we talk about football. <laughs> other teams, none of it's teams. good. None of it's good. <laughs> other teams beating the Browns, right? Yes. <laughs> you we're like, poor bastards. What, we're like, what would it be like to have a football team? <laughs> uh, you don't have a team at all anymore, right, Mike? Uh, you know we, they don't. Uh, but I'm not a I'm not a native St. Louisan, so fair enough. I, I grew up yeah, in New York. I'm a Giants guy. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. We don't have any professional other than, you know, when NASCAR comes to town. So, you know, I got no room to speak, yeah. but I understand. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's – yeah, I, I wouldn't want this to become the star podcast to, to Gary's <laughs> earlier point. Um, we could talk about star comics then. Right. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> We're all old enough to remember that. Oh, that's – Next episode will cover planetary number eight. <laughs> that sound you hear is everybody throwing their laptop across the room. <laughs> I'd rather listen to what's on your mind talk about football. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and also there's a reason why some of our uh, our most beloved episodes by our fans is the when we cover the G.I. Joe animated episode. It's because people have a fond memory of G.I. Joe and they remember those episodes. And when we start talking about them and viewing them with adult eyes and still talking about the things that were still cool in them and the stuff that's also completely ridiculous, we do it. Uh, like, I think we had one time a, a listener that thought we were being uh, abusive towards G.I. Joe and we're like, by, by picking some of the things apart and laughing at them and everything else. And we're like, no, no, we are fans. The reason why we do this is because it's a good time. It's a lot of fun and everything else. It's not a disrespect to the property. Um, it, it's just you. there's no way you cannot look at those cartoon, some of those cartoon episodes and not go, what the hell were they smoking when they came up with the giant corn cobs and everything else? Oh, we, we, very we, know people, we know that people like our episodes best. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hammer! Can you please sign my RHP? <laughs> Does John does John know the genesis of that? Oh yeah, he, yes. He's been around since okay. the early days of of Star Joe's. Yes, okay, so. I, I was a listener for way back, and yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. There was yeah. a uh, every year in our fantasy football league, there is a team uh, called the RHPs. <laughs> Rock, and, Rockman Strangelo. And it is it is my favorite name year after year. I have to say, Pyramid of Touchdowns stole my heart as a great name for a football team. But the RHPs are always my favorite because 
it's an inside joke yes. from another show. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, in our, in our league, it's an inside joke from another show that we happen to be on. Yes. I, you gotta, you gotta respect that. Yeah. Well, and and I know you guys always laugh at the same thing too. It's like it, it, I love the the. <laughs> I love the rivalry that people think that we should have. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys do understand, like, we're friends with those guys, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, at last, last con, somebody actually asked, and, you know, you guys are, you guys are recording, you're going to stick it to those Star Joes guys, right? What? No. <laughs> no, did you see them? Do they want to join? It just, it was, it was one of those, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like no, there's no animosity. There's there's a friendship there, and uh, and that we tease Chuck, but contractually we have to do that because his name is Chuck. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and and there is some contract uh, requirements in even a friendship that you get, we have to pick on each other. So <laughs> it just happens. Chuck must be abused. All Chucks must All be Chucks. abused. All Chucks. Yes. Chuck's. Chuck is always low on a totem pole, especially when they're not here to defend themselves. Right. I just, I just, I just lit a pair of Chuck Taylors on fire because <laughs> I have to, right? Because I have to, absolutely. But no, it, it had been, it, it, and we talked about this before. It had been far too long since we even got on an episode together, and this was certainly an episode worth coming together uh, to to talk about something uh, like this. And we will have, because um, Gary, I know you sent me the, the links and everything else. When this episode goes on, I wanted to wait till we did the episode, but when this episode goes on, we will have the link for the petition on our fan page, on our group page on Facebook, and our on our Twitter page. It will also be under the um, the description of the episode on our website as well. Yeah, if those if those things aren't enough, just it's on change.org. You can just search save GI Joe and it'll come up for you. Very nice, very nice. Um, I know, believe it I know or not, we we are the only GI Joe petition going on at the moment, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, I just find it I find I find it funny that we're good enough to have on when there's a petition, but we're not good enough to have when Mark Wade's around. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the level of our friendship. Right. <laughs> Whatever. We had a half hour with the dude, man. <laughs> And it was all Star Wars, so you yes. know, it would have been the star part of the show. Right. Star. Is the he star uh, is he living in Indiana now? Muncie. Yeah, he's Muncie got this shop thought. with his girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, his, well, small world. I, I think I told Ryan this. I, I don't know if you know this, John, but um, his girlfriend, her brother, and I used to work together at one of my previous lives. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. No, he was a project manager, and I, wor- I worked for uh, did many projects with him. So it's very they small. Were both, they were both fry cooks at the Popeyes. <laughs> but it's weird. He comes up to me, and goes, "Do you know who Mark Wade is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." I say, "Yeah, he's dating my sister." What? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he finds out. My brother finds out he's in Muncie. That might be the end of Mark Wade in Indiana. Yeah, he's. Well, uh, ooh, that's. Sorry, my Mark. brother. My, my brother's a, a bit of a Mark Wade fanboy, so oh, I you can find too. him at All Yeah Comics. So he's got the shop right there in town. I, I did gush, uh, and I let him know I was going to gush on the episode about him being my favorite writer. So um, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I, I pick. I literally, I t- was telling John before, right before we had you guys on, I literally will pick up a book because he's on it, even if I don't 
didn't want to get the book. Agreed. Um, because there was uh, Black Wi- the Black Widow series came out, uh, the previous series, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It lasted like 20 issues, and I thought it was awesome. And I heard they were going to relaunch it with a new creative team, and I was like, I'm not going to get it then because sometimes it doesn't, with a new creative team, it's usually not as good as the previous run. You usually have to wait another one or two runs after that. And then I found out Mark Wade was right, and I was like, okay, I'll be buying that. That. <laughs> yep. So, so. Yep. Yeah. Not much arm twisting there. Yeah. No, no, no. It is an easy sell. <laughs> in fact, it, uh, easy sell. In fact, can you only? I can only imagine if he wrote a GI Joe comic, even if it was a one shot. That would just oh. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, Mark, Mark Wade, I always liked the Fantastic Four. Mark Wade made me love the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. And, and it hasn't been done as well since, just as an example. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been done as well since, and, and the, the whole, like, the, the, the bottom fell out after he left, because nobody else can figure out what to do with them quite like he did. Yeah. Well, and his Daredevil run was fantastic. His oh, Flash God. run is one of my favorites of all time, so. I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I hate Daredevil. <laughs> I can't stand him. He's, he's low-rent Batman. I I, I I hate him, <laughs> but but Mark Wade's Daredevil was incredible. So you're watching the Netflix series then, right? I, I don't have Netflix. I actually oh, okay. I, I would if I if I had Netflix at the moment I would. Okay, but I I, I just I'll get there. Yeah, um, there, there's other stuff that these Marvel people have done that I didn't think I was gonna like Ant Man yeah. that I wound up loving. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to give Daredevil a try. Yeah, but, it was fantastic, or it's been fantastic. I'm not all the way through the second season yet, but I, I'm enjoying it. So, give me um, a spoiler. What's Daredevil. that? I'll give you a spoiler. Okay. Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Oh, oh, that we we probably should put big spoiler alerts. I thought it was no, gonna just, be that Daredevil lives. I thought it was just gonna be ble- just thought, bleep it out. I thought it was gonna be that Daredevil was blind. Because so. because bleeping is fucking funny. <laughs> you know I'm gonna have to bleep that now. <laughs> that's the point. Yes, that's the whole point. That's even though point. even though we're not a podcast that bleeps anything, I'm gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> that that's the whole joke, man. It's very meta. You're you're also making my life tougher. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, <fuck> everybody. <laughs> but that, sign the petition. That one, I, that one I might leave in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta bleep that one too. The show, yeah. Gotta bleep bleeping is fucking fun. <laughs> That's really the only reason we do bleep. Right. Oh yeah. That's the comedy. Right. Sometimes you just bleep words that aren't supposed to be bleeped. So that last episode we recorded, it's it's taken Gary seven months to to edit. That's how much bleeping is going on. <laughs> Uh, that's not the reason. Well, if you stop using <laughs> Joe's real name all the time, I wouldn't have to bleep it out all the time. Yeah, that's true. Every time you use Joe's real name, you got to take a lap. Gotcha. And I'm not running too well these days, so it takes <laughs> no. a while. No. I'll bleep it out, but what is her real name? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe. Because <laughs> if, if, if she heard us say it, then she find me and cut me <laughs> i'll cut it and out it, what is and it wouldn't really matter it, like if gary said it she would find me and cut me right. um so so anyways uh um so actually uh to since we have you guys joe, here, for the record joe would have joined us tonight she is she yeah. is sick she yeah. is out with uh with a, a case of i believe it's the typhoid gotcha yeah i heard that's, that's going around so Typhoid Joe. Right. 
You thought I, you thought I was going for the pregnancy joke, didn't you? <laughs> well, I thought you were going with the Serpentor got her in the heart, but she survived. She's just in a coma. She's just in a coma. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll we'll have her on as a guest some other time, and then we'll have She's her on. She's gonna as, be all right. We'll have her on as a guest a few more times, and then we'll just make her a co-host because that's how it works here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She doesn't draw a comic though, so it's gonna be that's, tough. That's true. Yeah. Um, so speaking of comics and speaking of Joe, John, you just learned some really awesome information tonight. Yeah. So so this is tempered. This incredible amount of excitement is tempered by some of the other stuff that's going on. Uh, apparently, this afternoon, IDW released their uh, June solicitations, and the thing I have been dreaming of. And guys, just so you know, I, as much as I love the figures, my wife told me years ago uh, I had to pick something. So I picked art, and I picked comics. I, I had to drop the figures for the most part. It, it is what it is. That's what I decided to do, and I'm, I'm okay with my path. Mm. So I have, been, I have wondered why haven't we seen an artist edition of G.I. Joe. One guy owns all of issue 21, so it's feasible that there's the, the art is there. Lo and behold, IDW announces today, G.I. Joe, Joe artist edition hardcover. Larry Hama, Herb Trimpey, Don Perlin, Mike Zeck, Russ Heath, Steve Leola, and Michael Golden. I lost my mind. <laughs> I love this, this stuff. This is true. I, I, For the show, I, his mind was gone. Sa- yes. save, save, save Don Perlin. I have met all these other guys. I, I'm fortunate you asked about where do you get to see people working with Virginia Con. I've had dinner with Larry several times over the years. Uh, meeting Russ Heath last year at Baltimore it was the highlight of that convention because I have never met a dirtier old man who was – he was amazing. He was such a good dude. Um, but anyway, so they're going to put out this uh, artist edition with art from issues 1, 2, 21, 24, and 26, and G.I. Joe yearbook number 2. Nice. You can't get it better than any of that. And their covers, which obviously that would include Zek. Um, and it's signed by Larry, Russ, Steve, and Mike. Mm. Uh, mind blown. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all over it. If you know anything about the original art market, uh, original pages are really hard to come by. In fact, there is somebody in the community trying to assemble all the uh, pages from issue number two who has offered ten grand a page cash to get them. So it's wow. really hard to find. And, and unfortunately, I don't have any original – Marvel Real American Hero pages in my in my collection. Once uh, once Herb passed, uh, his stuff has just gone through the roof. Yeah. So this is a great way to get it, to look at it, to see for, all the for the pieces. record. For yes. the record, just about the nicest guy I I've met. One of the sweetest guys I ever got to know. And again, he had a great connection in Richmond. His daughter lives here. His his son in law uh, has a big band who one of my buddies plays trombone in. Got to spend nice. time with knew me by name. It blew my mind the first time he called me John by name and sitting there talk, having dinner with Larry, and then he showed up. So yeah, again, we, I, I'm, yes, rest in peace, Herb. He was a he was a sweetheart of a guy. So I'm all excited about this. On the flip side, I get this piece of shit. It's called <laughs> GI Joe Deviations. Now listen, I, I I I'm lucky to count Brian Shearer amongst my friends. Um, he did a. He's done a variant cover, at least that looks kind of that that one of those old DC, you know, where you know covers where instead of the Statue of Liberty being as it is now, now it's Cobra Commander holding a snake. 
and Brian is brilliant. He's a sweet guy, and he does it. Yeah, this this piece of shit that inside that they've done is abomination. I was gonna say let's let's clarify that the yes. the subscription he, cover that Brian did was awesome. The cover he did was awesome. The rest of it the, is hot garbage. The, the homemade five grain toasted oat bread of a shit sandwich. Yes. If, I know you guys have probably not heard my other rant. I've ranted one other time on this show, and it was about ROM and Micronauts. We're not even going to go there because I still have very strong opinions about those books as well. Because they were fanta- That was a fantastic rant, by the way. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so now I get this thing. You know, I, I, I don't know if you guys have read the Street Fighter G.I. Joe book. I loved the idea. Mm-hmm. I heard it was Drek. I saw what I saw. It was bad. Yeah, this thing's even worse. And, and when I saw the CBR, I think it was Comic Book Resources, posted a preview last week, um, I posted it on our website, and my comment was presented without comment because words failed me. Yeah, I've had time to think of those words. IDW, pull your heads out of your asses and figure out what the hell to do with this property. Hasbro can't do it, and apparently you can't either, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. The views it of John so- Thurman do not reflect the rest of <laughs> Like the views of John Thurman do not reflect those of our petition. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> again, they're – you know, again, I, 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 su- I support what you're doing, and I want Hasbro or, or somebody to keep producing figures because I get really excited about those things. I just – you know, again, I had to pick a path, and I said I'm going to pick art. I'm going to pick comics. But you know what? When I don't have something worth looking at, then then forget it. And, well, and did I'm the so- wife get upset with you if other people bought your figures? Uh, no, actually, I've, I'm very fortunate, you know, in this, in this, in this thing that doesn't pay anything, hey, at least people slide me a gimme here and there, but, uh, but, but in all seriousness, you know, this, this deviation stuff, it's a great idea, it's entertaining, it's interesting, but then you see it and you go, are you really going to spend four or five bucks on something that looks as poor as this? I mean, the, again, everybody's got an opinion on art, just like everybody's got an opinion on his tank, and everybody's got it. I don't think IDW even has their board anymore because that place was bananas. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we get what we get, and it's disappointing because I really don't believe that IDW has any has any forethought or sight in terms of what to do with GI Joe. Well, and I honestly, when it came to the deep- convention with the figures, I don't think Hasbro necessarily understands how do you market to you look. I think I got a couple years on most of you guys. You know, again, my kids are really into GI Joe because Dad's really into GI Joe, mm-hmm. and they read the comics. They played with my figures. I got them the 25th anniversary line. But you know, you go to Toys R Us now, and they got the the 50th anniversary line. It's all on clearance. And you know what happened? There's there's not anybody behind. You know what I mean? If if you're not if you don't have kids that are if, – if daddy's not into it, more than likely the kids aren't going to be into it. But I can go buy core shit as the day is long. Yeah. Right? I, I, will say when, I will say when the when the deviations thing came out, like you said, John, I thought it was a, a very clever idea of, of a line of one-shots that they were doing. And I actually became nervous about the G.I. Joe uh, deviations issue the second I heard the, the ideas behind all of the Deviations books because I felt like it lacked any creativity. When you saw the Ghostbusters one, it was the idea behind it was what would happen if they didn't cross the streams. The X-Files one was what would happen if instead of Fox Mulder's sister being abducted, it was Fox that got abducted and his sister became the FBI agent. Um, the Transformers one was what would have happened if 
Optimus Prime didn't die. So it, based on the movie, when you see the GI Joe one, they would have won quicker, right? <laughs> the GI Joe one was what, what that movie becomes about fifteen minutes long. What happened? <laughs> the GI Joe one was what if Cobra won, which I felt lacked any type of imagination. Um, it, it it's not a very creative premise, but it's something that could have been done well. Oh sure, sure. But so I'll, I'll, I'll at least give some credit for that. I understand the apprehension. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It did scare me when I saw that because I was like, okay, I could have come up with like at least five off the top of my head that would have oh, been a better premise. Didn't uh, didn't Retaliation the movie? Didn't that kind of what would happen to Cobra One with the yeah. banners hanging from the right. White House and right. whatnot? Yeah, yeah. we've been, been there, down that, done that. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't really win unless you lived in London. Right, <laughs> but I was like, the, just going really to, just going to the the prime winning uh, Optimus Prime winning. Like, what? Why not? If you're gonna base that off of the movie, why not base the Joe one off of the Joe movie and have it? What if uh, Falcon got hit with the snake instead of Duke? Um, you know, Duke never went into the coma. How does that change everything? Um, you know, that would have been a route to go. Um, you know, what if Snake Eyes never lost his vocal cords or so? I don't know. Go down that path. Um, you know, it just didn't, it lacked, to me, it lacked imagination. And then when I saw the product come out and I read the, the, I haven't read the issue yet. I've just read the sample pages and I've, and the sample pages, the dialogue is horrible. The art is horrible. Is even worse. Yeah. And you're a better man than I for even spending three dollars or whatever you get for for your uh, you know discount yeah. service. What is it? Two dollars, dollar fifty. Yeah. I I cannot support IDW if they're not going to put out something worth having. Yeah. You know, it's just like and I and I know you guys have talked a lot in the past about Joe Joe collectors can be picky when it comes to buying figures. I'll admit that you know when I did buy figures in the past, I think the newest one I got. Is probably low light, right? From the you know whatever line that was, I didn't buy everything because it's not always for me or not something I'm a fan of. And while I want when I see the property stay, I also can't justify spending a lot of money on things that I, I don't want. Well, even even when uh, even when IDW has a captive audience at JoeCon, not to, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to badmouth IDW. I'm very thankful that they 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 are continuing to put out. Yeah, um, uh, a real American hero continuality that I, I that's my favorite. But uh, they have a captive audience at JoeCon, and I can't remember the last time what um, IDW did did a panel. Yeah, I believe well, they did one the first year they had it, and that was that that's been yeah. it. Yeah, I I remember when Devils Do had it. I was that everyone wanted to show up to that because find out what was going on. But I I can't remember last time IDW. Um, had a captive audience and, and took advantage of that. I, I would say that they would want to pitch the hell out of all their stuff to everyone, you know, your, your number one potential customers right there. Well, hell, I'll, I'll even, and I don't think I'm going too far on a, a limb by saying this, but I think this show promotes IDW's GI Joe comics more than IDW ever has. Um, I mean, we when they've done really great work, we praise it, and when they've done bad work, we point it out. And it's it's you know it's kind of the same criticism you guys have gotten when it comes to collectors club and stuff like that. When you guys approach it the same way, when they do something great, 
you praise them for it. And when they do something not so great, you point it out. You're not afraid to point that out. Same thing we are with IDW. If you're doing amazing work, which they are with Transformers, they are with um, uh, Turtles. Turtles. Ninja Turtles is, is amazing. Um, I, I enjoy a lot of the stuff that they're they're putting out. Ghost Their Ghostbusters titles are awesome. Um, but when it comes to G.I. Joe, yes, you're right, Gary. I, I like a real American hero. There's times where there's some issues I like better than others and some sure, directions sure. I like better than others. Um, but when it came to the IDW universe of GI Joe, that started off so strong for me and I was loving every bit of it. And then mm-hmm. it just kept going downhill and downhill and downhill. It had a great strong first several years. And- See, I, Ryan, I would disagree. I, I don't think they ever really got, it right other than cobra yeah. for me for me they did for me for, for me, me they for me they did for me the the initial gi joe run with with all three titles they came out with they came out with that zero issue and they came out with gi joe origins and gi joe and Co- and the cobra i think it was cobra files or, at the time or something or, mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with origins i i don't know that the their standing gi joe book and it, you know again it is what it is but i obviously we the, everybody lives in the shadow of larry and that's how it is, right? I mean, and, and we know one of our co-hosts lives in the shadow of Larry, and he's <laughs> drawing the book. But, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, they 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 just haven't they haven't can't won't figure it out, and it's it's very very disappointing because again, there's 50 years of history to go back to. Yeah, really, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't have to just look. We don't have to talk to these. In fact, you know, uh, was it in Van Lenny's run when he when he did some of the stuff with the adventure team? That was awesome. I liked that. Yeah. But it was like it just never got developed. And again, it's just, it's kind of chasing the dragon. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? Okay, we'll throw out GI Joe Street Fighter. Okay, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I had some of those figures in the nineties. Sure. Cool. All right, excellent. And then you. You know that kind of goes out, and that's not much. Well, then you get this thing, and I don't, well, the one how, and here's how somebody, a, how, how somebody could approve to publish that it just blows it blows my mind. Here, here was my here was my thing with GI Joe Street Fighter. Uh, I I thought the same thing as you, John. I was like, I like Street Fighter. I like GI Joe. I know there's been a history for you know in the, in the figures and everything else. And then I read the first issue, and it jumps. Right into the action, which I have no problem with that, but I don't even understand why they're fighting. I don't understand why G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe characters are there fighting. They never explain it in the whole issue. Uh, I don't need you to tell me right at the beginning, but tell me somewhere in the issue why they're there and agreeing to fight. Um, every single fight is, that goes on, most of the Street Fighter characters I never even recognize by name, and you'd think you'd want to pick some of your characters that are the most popular and the most familiar especially if it's just a mini series um but i didn't recognize most of them um and the one when they did mention another character's name that i did recognize like they mentioned i think zangief in the first issue they're like oh yeah he lost in one of the earlier rounds i'm like why would you have that character losing the earlier rounds that's a character everyone knows um and then i could i could figure out exactly who was going to win every fight because every single fight followed the exact same formula which is this person is beating the, person A is beating person B. So that means person B is going to end up winning the fight because at the beginning person A is winning, eventually person B gets the upper hand and wins. That's how every single fight in that issue works. Go back and look at it. It's mm-hmm. every single fight in that issue. It it 
I was like, did I have fun reading it? And eh, not really, because it was totally predictable, and I had no idea what the story was about. It, it was just a, it was just a fight mashup. There was no reason GI Joe was there, so it didn't do justice, in my opinion, to either property. Um, and it's a shame because I, you know, to your point, John, I want GI Joe to succeed as a comic. I want GI Joe to succeed as a toy line. I want GI Joe to succeed as a convention. I know one of the things that I like uh, that at least the thought on Street Fighter and, and Danger Girl, for that matter, mm-hmm. it might not have been great, but it's sure as hell just not going back to the well and going to Transformers. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's what I'm thankful that yeah. hey, they thought of something different. They gave it an effort, but it, it sure beats. Oh yeah, let's just let's let's pull Transforming robots out. That's that's what everyone yeah. wants to see. Well, and, and it's interesting because that book's coming to an end in June. And I don't know about you guys, I I, I I tried it once. I, I tried it. It was not my thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, those the creators on that book are just not my cup of tea. But again, it was somebody's cup of tea because I had I had friends. I remember when that first, when that free comic book day came book book came out. I had friends that said that is the one thing I'm excited about. Yeah, and I read it. and I was like, nah, don't need to read it anymore because yeah. I'm not right. going to pay four dollars an issue for that. Yeah, and so you know, again, it's coming to an end. So they can't figure out what else to do with that. You're back to real American hero, which. Transformers G.I. Joe is like hipster toy comics. Yeah, it is. Like everything was so ironic and so tongue-in-cheek. It, yeah. ju- it was just an incredible turnoff because it, it just felt like it came from a cynical place. Yeah. Well, and I and to Gary's thing about the Danger Girl G.I. Joe, I lo- I've made it known many times on this show. I loved that crossover. That I was thought, a fun read. I thought that yeah, was a I'm lot of fun. Call, I, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go out and call it great literature, but it was a fun no, read. No, but I had a good time reading it, and it – and the thing is, it didn't take itself seriously, and that's why I enjoyed it. Is it? It mimicked a lot of the stuff from the cartoon. It mimicked a lot of the stuff, the inside jokes. I mean, when you have Roadblock making a body massage joke in it, they know that those PSA joke things are out there. So hey, why not throw it into this story that we're being kind of tongue in cheek with, anyways? Um, I I've said many times, I'm like, I wouldn't mind reading a GI Joe comic, even if it was a miniseries that would, had characters acting like this, because it is different enough from a real American hero. It would be something that would appeal to people that liked the cartoon. Um, you know, why not try something along those lines? It was obviously pretty successful because they put a freaking hardcover out collecting that collected it. You don't put a hardcover out unless it probably did pretty well. Right. Um, right. So. Um, so yeah, I just. And like I said, I, I did enjoy the, the G.I. Joe comic series for a long time from IDW side of it. I, I thought it was very good for a long time, but then it just went kind of went downhill. And, and to John's point, I don't think they know what to do with it right now other than, hey, let's keep a real American hero going as long as Larry wants to keep doing it. Um, so so not, not to end things on a, a sour note, <laughs> um, but yeah, let, you know, Guys, you know, you're, you, you guys are out there. We, uh, you know, guys and ladies that, that love this property, um, sign the petition. Again, it asks nothing of you other than to stand with everybody else um, and say that we like this property and we want to see the convention continue so that this, that this property always has a home for that community. Whether you're able to attend every year or every once in a while or just know people uh, that occasionally are able to attend and tell you how much fun they had. Uh, it's, it's worth supporting those people. It's worth supporting us. It's worth supporting what's on Joe mine in this endeavor. Uh, it's, it's what brought us finally all together again. 
<laughs> is to support this. So um, right. that and and tricking Mike into thinking he was going to talk to Mark Wade. So <laughs> that's some bullcrap right there. <laughs> so um, so I do want to wrap this up because I don't want this to go too long because I want to get it out the episode out as early as possible. Um, guys, do you want to uh, plug it one more time from from your guys' perspective? Mike. Yes, you can uh, find us at uh, facebook.com slash save GI Joe. Uh, the, the, the web, the uh, podcast rather is facebook.com slash what's on Joe mind. Uh, you can also find us at what's on Joe mind. Podbean.com. If you're, you're interested in our program, uh, the petition is on change.org again, search for save GI Joe, uh, and you will find it really easily. Uh, use the hashtag save GI Joe on, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, please, we'll try and get that rolling. Spread the word. Sign along, and uh, or sign on the line, and uh, and send it along. And let's just keep this uh, momentum going. We've gotten off to a great start. Want to accumulate just as many names as possible, so that uh, the folks at Hasbro know exactly how important the GI Joe property and a yearly GI Joe convention are to GI Joe fans. And I'd like to end on this. Uh, and I, I, we forgot to mention it earlier, but. We are the, – the good news is out of all this so far on this campaign, we are on Hasbro's radar screen. The right people at Hasbro have taken notice and, have, and are watching this particular petition. Awesome. So if, if, you're, if you're wanting to think, ah, it's one of the many petitions, petitions out there that I'm going to sign and no one's going to see it, folks, the, I get the – I promise you the right people are watching this petition. So every signature matters and counts stand to be counted. Join us. Very nice. And John, how can they find you as we wrap things up here? You can find me on Facebook, John Thurmond, Facebook, John, or uh, sorry, Twitter, John underscore Thurmond. And, uh, and working with the Virginia comic con at VA comic con.com. And I, and one thing I did want to always, I wanted to point out last episode, uh, it's important to point out that John is J-O-N, not J-O-H-N. Uh, yeah, some... screw that guy. <laughs> so uh, just want to make sure people are able to find you appropriately. Um, you can find uh, us at, uh, at starjoes.com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a fan page and a group page. The fan page, I update with any news items uh, related to stuff that we cover on this show. Um, the group page is just a community of fans uh, of anything that we cover, fans of the show, and it's awesome, an awesome community. People are posting stuff all the time and commenting on stuff all the time. Uh, you just have to request to become a member, and I will approve it the second I see it. Um, and uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, call and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. We will, uh, if you leave us a voicemail, we'll play it on the air and we will respond to it. Maybe not to the way you wanted us to, but we will respond to it. Um, and uh, please leave us an iTunes review. Uh, we have the contest going on right now that if you leave us an iTunes review or have left us an iTunes review in the past, just email starjoespodcast at gmail.com with when you left that review. And if you want to, you can put the review in there. And uh, if uh, all submissions, we're running this until the end of March, all submissions then will be thrown into a hat. And you have an opportunity to win a whole bunch of funny books uh, that John will be sending out himself. So uh, that'll be mm. awesome. 
Yeah. Funny books. Funny books. Uh, a lot of stuff that we cover on the, have covered on the show or have talked about on the show will be in there. So, um, just a reminder: these are North American listeners. We yes. did not anticipate overseas listeners. We will be doing a contest for you later this year. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. And uh, I be- oh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices. You can also find us on the Podbean app. Uh, P O D B E A N. It's also a free app for your mobile devices, uh, and on both of them, you can make Star Joe's one of your favorites. You can also... Are you guys on Stitcher as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. You can also yeah. make What's on Joe Mine one of your favorites on either the uh, Stitcher or the Podbean app as well. So um, I think that is everything. Sometimes I always, I always feel like I'm forgetting something, but hey, we catch... the To John's point in the last episode, we'll catch it on the next episode. So with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. They'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. I don't know if these covers no weapon, Hiss. Destro's a genius. Hiss is unbeatable. Surprise attack! Call in the Wolverine! Go get him, cover girl! G.I. Joe! So long, Wolverine! Very clutch! Wolverine's in trouble! Destro, look! Hiss is ready! G.I. Joe, Wolverine, and Cobra's Hiss, each with figure, other figures, and equipment sold separately from Hasbro.